this newest episode of Facilities 5 and 9. Brought to you by Smart Church Solutions, as always, I am your host, Nathan Parr, Facility Specialist with Smart Church Solutions, and I am so happy to be with you again. As you can notice by the music, and maybe a little bit of the title, this is a little different one. It's kind of a laid-back episode for you to listen to. I'm going to share some thoughts, some musings I've had, and a little bit of scripture. So today is a, is a little bit of just what I want to share with you, a little different run and approach. But in all this, uh, know that we are here, uh, we are focusing, and, and we our passion is to provide a focus on all things facility and your facility so that you can focus on a mission. That's what we exist. We exist to provide you that information, that support, and those items you need to be an effective and efficient facility steward. We hope that we can bring all that you need to you when you need it. To that end, we hope that you will reach out to us, let us know how we're doing. Info at Smart Church Solutions. It's your opportunity to reach out. Um, give us some ideas. What do you want to hear us talk about? What do you, we need to research better? What kind of resources can we provide for you? We'd love to hear from you. We hope that you will let us know. And maybe even if you've got some ideas, folks, that you'd like to hear from, some topics, we love to get feedback. Uh, we don't want to just provide content that we think you want. We want to provide content that you need. So again, let us know. Info at Smart Church Solutions. And we'll be glad to, to hear from you. So let's just go in. Um, some of this is going to uh, I'm just going to share a few scriptures that, that mean something to me. And as we go through, uh, so enjoy, sit back, relax, and uh, hopefully give you a couple things to think about. So if you've been uh, with us any length of time, you know that effectiveness and efficiency, those are important. Those concepts mean something else. Those aren't just buzzwords. And many times, when you can increase your efficiency, you can positively impact the bottom line. As facility stewards, that's that's important. That's a good thing. It generally means finding the easiest and most comprehensive manner or tool to help you do the work. That's going to increase your efficiency. So we're talking about computer maintenance management systems, we're talking about scheduling systems, we're talking about integrating in smart buildings. Finding the way to make it easier. That's a good thing most of the time, but is it always the right choice? As you seek to improve operations within your facility, you're going to find there's a great many potential battles. Even in this time frame, we're still fighting battles with our facility. Complacency is an issue seen and areas in most every church out there. It's an unfortunate result of being comfortable or accepting what's going on and, and thinking, eh, we've got this far, we don't need to do any more work. So we're comfortable and we mistake that for success. You know, it's not a big problem yet. Hey, it's working. Maybe you're running your HVAC units most of the day, no matter what's going on, even when you're not there, so that you get fewer complaints. Nobody says it's hot or cold because you've always got the unit running, but you're wasting money that can be used for missional work. Maybe you're bending over backwards to accommodate every women request members and guests make of you. You see that in our guys we talk about all the time. I can't walk from point A to point B without being stopped five times and asked to do something. And that accommodation, that may keep you from properly sanitizing surfaces 
and that's exposing folks to pathogens. Uh, how important is that, especially today? You may feel that you're so busy handling all the myriad of activities and see that as active growth or super busy. Obviously, not of us super busy right now, but we'll get back to that, right? But we're missing the fact that for every new guest that we may welcome to a program or to an event, we got one or two that are leaving. They're leaving by the back door. So hopefully you get the point. Sometimes it's easier to continue to do things the way they've always been done because it's easier to exist in the status quo than it is to take a hard look at what is occurring and determine if it's truly the right choice. And I submit to you today, as you're listening to this, that if you are afraid to openly and honestly consider if how you operate is right and consistently review that decision, then you've chosen to be complacent and potentially ineffective. Critical thinking is a dying skill. You see that openly shared or visible, at least on social media today. Too often, we're discouraged to think critically about something because we may be called negative, maybe hurt somebody's feelings or make someone mad because what we're discussing uh, is important to them. The reality is that unless we teach ourselves to think critically, we will not be sure that what we're doing is most effective or efficient. We always have to go. All the newfangled things that are coming out, hey, use this, use that, clean surfaces with this, that, may not be the right thing, but if we can't think critically about it, we'll never know. There should never be processes that are exempt from review for facility steward. Everything is subject to review. We must be willing to evaluate everything we do and change the process when necessary. And we all have been given an opportunity. And yes, I'm going to say this moment in time with COVID, this is an opportunity that allows us to truly think critically on how we're doing everything. Because we've been given a pause, we've been given a moment, we can change the direction. So start with how you operate. Are you doing everything the best way possible? And sometimes when you're evaluating yourself, you realize that you aren't making the best decisions, just the easy ones. I've been there. So start this, this week, this moment, this point in time. Start anew. Start it right. Take the hard way. Strive to be better than you were yesterday. From Zephaniah 1, 12 through 13, And at that time I will search Jerusalem with lamps and punish those who settle down comfortably, who say to themselves, The Lord will not do good or evil. Their wealth will become plunder and their houses a ruin. They will build houses but never live in them, plant vineyards but never drink their wine. So, I say so a lot. My wife pointed out to me. Apologize. Moving on. If you've chosen this hard way, if we've chosen to make the hard choices, you know that it's not easy, especially if it's causing culture change. <gasps> Changing the culture. The culture of an organization will dictate what it is able to accomplish. All too often, the facility steward will run into culture, culture pushback when you try to improve. Try to make a positive change, ugh, you're going to get some pushback, right? There's good news and bad news about that. The good news. The culture of an organization, how you operate, it can be changed for the better. The bad news. One of the most difficult tasks you can ever be part of is effective, permanent, positive 
culture change in an organization. The thing about positive culture change is that it is a constant process. It's not a one and done. You can't dictate it through policies. You can't dictate it through fiat. And if everyone's not on board, it's difficult. There's some things you can do to start the process, though, to help you with that success. And I just want to reiterate, if people aren't on board, it's not going to be effective. We see that with what people are recommending for the current pandemic. I travel a lot. It says, wear a mask. I wear a mask. I see a lot of people wearing masks, too. I'm not sure how effective they are when they're down, not covering their nose fully, or they're constantly taking it off, or... Uh, it's crocheted. I'm not sure how much a crocheted mask is, but I digress. Let's get back to the thing. Let's. How do we make this process? How do we start this process for positive culture change? How can you you do that as a facility steward? First, prep the battlefield, and yes, this is a battle. <clears throat> as you prepare, as you work through this process, open and direct communication will be your biggest asset. It's also the scariest thing to go through when attempting culture change. Misinformation is one of the largest enemies. You just have to log online and you see information is being weaponized all the time. But as a facility student was talking about this culture change, you can minimize the effect of miscommunication by talking about the plan, the process, and desired outcome continually and openly. Don't have closed meetings. Don't have meetings in the dark. Do it open. Give your team and those around you the opportunity to hear and discuss what you're attempting. Help them buy into the process. Give them a voice. That doesn't mean everybody's voice is going to be heard and everybody's ideas are going to be followed, but everyone deserves the opportunity to be heard if you expect them to buy in. And then when we communicate things openly, we ensure that all are present, hear what you said, and can stop the rumor mill. Because this may come as a shock at you, but many times when churches and facilities are going through culture change or having to reevaluate how you're doing stuff, rumors can develop, and it's not good. You also can adjust the plan as often as needed. You hear, y'all heard it? I want to say last episode. Don't cling to a mistake just because you spent a long time making it. That's the same. That that truth is true about process improvement. Everything is open to consideration, especially the choices and process you follow if you're a leader. If you are unwilling to evaluate and change what you do if needed, why should those around you? The flip side is that we do not make changes just to make changes. Okay, That's not effective either. Spend time establishing the improvements you want to make, determine what is stopping it, and consider ways to remove those roadblocks. But again, it starts with being intentional, thinking about those, those changes. And you know what? Praise often. As you're in the process, celebrate every positive movement you make. Little victories, churches that are beginning to reach out and have Zoom meetings and have live stream and, and things like that to, to stay connected. That's a victory. So in spite of all this, we can celebrate those victories, and we should. Every victory is worth celebrating, no matter how big or small. Take the time to celebrate can help change the tone expectation and lives of your team. When we focus on celebrating on the victories, no matter how small, it becomes the desired norm. And we can change our conditioning to seek and celebrate the positive, not the negative. Because I'm going to tell you right now, 
if you look at the news, if you pull on social media, we tend to seek the negative, and that's not good. And as parents, we've seen the power of celebration, have we not? Your kid falls. What do we do? Yay, you're okay. Clap, clap, clap. They forget to cry when they see you celebrating that they got up. We should never be too out of touch to do that for each other and ourselves. From James chapter 1, 19 through 21, my dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Therefore, ridding yourselves of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, humbly receive the implanted word which is able to save your souls. As we continue on, we'll talk about a little bit about habits. And habits are hard to break, unlike bones. Now, some of you may have remembered this writing that we put out there a while ago, but then that phrase may sound a little aggressive, but did you know, and this is a fun little fact, and this is things that I love, ounce for ounce bone is stronger than steel. Theoretically, a cubic inch of bone can support around 19,000 pounds, right? For those keeping track at home, it's over nine tons. That's like five standard trucks, okay? That means bone under the right conditions, stronger than concrete, about four times. So how do we break bones? It's due to force and how it's been delivered. A slow, steady application of the weight. Our bones handle it. Give it a sharp force, that's when it breaks. CPR, we see that a lot of time. Forming CPR, ribs crack, rib fractures. It's because the compressions are delivered sharp and quick. So, other than this being a fun fact, remember, how does this apply? How does this help you as a facility steward? As we consider our facilities, as we consider what's going on, it's generally the biggest, sharpest thing that gets the most attention, the thing that has the most force applied, what people complain the most about, that gets the most attention. People complain the loudest, the pipes burst, we spring into action, we go to fix that. That makes sense. The force was swift. It caused immediate damage or notification. It also means that there's a lot that our facilities handle over time that if we don't deal with it, that if we neglect, if we defer it, they can get a great deal of stress before it gets our attention. And that's not a good thing. Just because we can, just because our facilities can survive a long time with a debilitating weight doesn't mean we should allow that to continue and not try to make it better. That applies to us personally and professionally as well. Uh, when we are confronted with challenges that, that add to the weight we're under daily, uh, left for too long, we will suffer. Hopefully, metaphorically, the same fate as Giles uh, Corey. So if you're not an Arthur Miller fan, hopefully this will pique your curiosity and you'll read the Crucible. Uh, but fortunately, uh, the, world, nobody, the world doesn't really sanction pressing anymore, thank you. Uh, we tend to do it to ourselves and those around us every day, and especially now during this time, we see this pressure that is building and that we're under consistently. So 
I'm challenging us to examine what we're going through professionally, personally, and, and what's going on in our facility and in our communities. But things are weighing us down. There are lots of things weighing us down. Um, but many times we can choose to remove things that weigh us down. The difficulty is giving ourselves permission to. It's okay to be positive. You can tell someone no. You can let your team know that you're not going to be able to complete everything. You can admit that you're spending too much time pursuing things that do not honor your walk. And uh, you can resolve to change it. Just because you can support five trucks for a time doesn't mean you should. So I pray that that's something we'll all consider from Habakkuk 3, 17 through 19. Though the fig tree does not bud and there is no fruit on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though the flocks disappear from the pen and there are no herds in the stalls, yet I will celebrate in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord my Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like those of a deer and enables me to walk on mountain heights. And so finally, I want to leave you with leave you with uh, one of my favorite quotes. I'll give you the first part of it initially. And, uh, we'll kind of go on with our day. So here's the first part. Whether they are lying or not about their need is a reflection of their character. Have you ever heard of this phrase, do good recklessly? I did. I've heard it. It struck a chord with me. And as we consider the time we're in, thinking about what inundates us every day through the media and the interactions we witness. Man, life currently is difficult. And about that, when we see the media, the news, interactions of the masses going in a certain way, we need to understand that it reflects ourselves of what we tolerate as acceptable. And let that sink in. How do we start to shift from where we are? What we're seeing is a reflection of what we have chosen to accept and tolerate, right? So how do we shift that? It starts with each one of us individually. Unfortunately, that also happens to be the most difficult individual to change. It's easy to tell someone else where they're wrong and what they should be doing to fix it. Not so much for ourselves, right? We tend to provide excuses for ourselves. And I'm not saying that there's junk food in my pantry, because there's not, but there's not because I already ate it. But that's probably just me, right? So it's a time that we act a bit recklessly. It is time that we start doing things that regard to the danger and consequences of our actions. So I'm not advocating to go crazy and go against COVID. No, 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 no. I'm saying personally, it's time to do good recklessly. It's time to turn off the negativity that we see on the television, social media, and look around us. We need to look at our neighbors, to our neighbors, our coworkers, our families, our friends. And while we may not be able to gather together with them physically, may, while there may be rules and regulations out there, we can still do good for them without abandon. We can call them. We can reach out to them. We can send them a letter. We can interact. We can pray for them. We can decide that doing good, no matter how big or small the gesture, is a priority for all we encounter. So what does this have to do with being a facility steward? everything for this is about valuing every interaction we have 
throughout the day and determining that no matter what, we want to do the good that we're capable of. We can let the bad actions of others bring us down or we can choose to begin to be the positive influence no matter what. So at the beginning, I told you it's, it's a longer quote. I gave you the first part. So the first part again is whether they are lying or not about their need is a reflection of their character. The second part of the quote is hearing or seeing about a need and choosing not to help when I have the means is a reflection of mine. So what are you going to choose to reflect this week? So James 4, 13 through 17, come now you who say today or tomorrow we will travel to such and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring what your life will be, for you are like vapor that appears for a little while, then vanishes. Instead, you should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So it is sin to know the good and yet not do it. So I want to leave you with that. What are we going to choose to reflect? What and it's some change. We're asking all of us to change, to be positive, to focus on that, to acknowledge, yes, this is not an easy time. That doesn't mean we can't be the best facilities to do it possible. That doesn't mean we cannot make the main thing the main thing. That doesn't mean we cannot be positive and reach out to those around us because we can, we can choose to. So we don't know our time on this world. We don't know when it's going to end, but we can certainly choose to be positive and make the best and make better choices every day. And I hope Thank you for being here. Hopefully you stuck out long enough to hear. And I just want to point out a couple things. Um, Tim Cool has released his new book, Entrusted. Uh, we're probably going to have him back talk about that because it's a cool book. And I hope that you have checked it out or will check it out. Um, we've got some free resources still there on our website. Our Facebook group, I think I mentioned earlier, I hope you, if not, if you haven't joined our Facebook group, Church Facility Management Solutions, search us, find us, become a member today. We are rocking and rolling, growing there, and it is an opportunity to connect with facility stewards from across the country and ask questions and connect and be positive with each other. That's what we pray and we hope that is happening and occurring. And finally, we just, again, thank you for being part, for being here. You are why we do what we do. So we thank you for the opportunity to serve you and to connect with you and be part of your ministry. It has been a blessing for us. So again, we focus on your facility so you can focus on the mission. That is what we do at Smart Church Solutions. And we hope that you have enjoyed this presentation of Facilities 5 and 9, brought to you by Smart Church Solutions. Reach out to us. Let us know how we connect, how we can help you. Info at smartchurchsolutions.com. Thank you.